Welcome to the Marriage Doc Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Brian Schrader. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, doctor specializing in couples therapy, and expert on dual couple trauma. I'm so glad that you chose to listen today and check out the podcast. And I'm really excited about getting into today's episode. Hey, are you a Pennsylvania resident looking for individual and or couples therapy? Go to www.themarriagedoc.com and click on the schedule consultation and pick a date and time to get started. Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Doc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brian Schrader. In this episode, we will be looking at the idea of content and process in regards to uh, single couple trauma. So, for example, um, if one partner was trying to process trauma experiences, reminders, or what have you, that they are experiencing or have experienced with their partner, this is kind of some ideas of of important components of that. So let's get right into it. So first, let me break down what is content and what is process. Content is what is discussed. So if we're talking about trauma, then the ins and outs of a trauma experience or a reminder If somebody is, for example, triggered by something that happens, it is a trauma reminder. Um, In everyday relationships, if you're not talking about trauma, the content could be sex, finances, uh, child care, you know, who's doing the dishes, who's cleaning up after supper. All those things are some examples of content. Process is how it's discussed, right? right? How is it done? and that's going to be really important in terms of the the information that I talk about here is in terms of the process because we know content is going to be related for for argument's sakes in this episode it's going to be about uh, trauma experience so some important things to consider in terms of process all right for one do not try to fix your partner All right. That is not the job of any spouses is not to fix their partner. The job of a spouse is to be present, be supportive and be willing to listen. So some people have said in the past, well, what am I supposed to say to my partner if they share something about their their experiences? And, you know, I'm not sure what to say. And, And one thing that you can say is that I love you and I support you and I'm here for you. Okay, something along those lines. It doesn't have to be anything groundbreaking. That's what therapy is for. It is not about you thinking that you're going to say one or two things and then boom, suddenly all the problems and experiences that your partner's ever experienced are going to be gone. That is not going to happen. Secondly, um, and this is in no particular order, um, but secondly would be setting boundaries, right? It's important for boundaries to be set. For example, the, the spouse talking about their experiences, one thing that they can set as a boundary is that I don't need any feedback. I just need you to listen. I just need you to be here, be present. 
something that you, the listener, can set as a boundary is certain times where you're not where you're not available. And and I don't mean that as as a prick thing, but when I say not available, I mean that perhaps you won't be home until late from work and you're going to be exhausted. Emotionally, you're not available because you've had a hard day. You're stressed out. You're frustrated. You don't think that you'd be able to really tolerate hearing these types of uh, conversations um, and still be as supportive as you would like to be. Um, and these are some things that need to be discussed, right? I mean, am I, am I emotionally available to hear about what you experienced uh, at some point in time in your life. Um, and the reason that's so important is because if I'm not able to do that, then it's not going to be beneficial to you to tell me these things. Okay. Uh, something that's important, kind of a rule of thumb, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, a spouse cannot be all things to all people. What do I mean by that? So in other words, you know, um, we cannot always depend on our partners for every single thing. Just, it's not possible. We're human beings. We're not perfect. So it needs to be that there's a conversation about it and just kind of set those ground rules. Like if I'm just not able to be there because emotionally I've had a bad day or, you know, I know I've heard a little bit before and it's really frustrated me, but I just don't feel like emotionally I can be there for you. And this is also important. This is, could be number three, for example, as the listener, and I refer to the listener, obviously, as the one who is being told about, you know, the, the trauma survivor, just their experience. Um, if, if you're feeling upset about it, you're angry, sad, frustrated, that's okay. Okay, because if you hear these experiences that affected somebody that you love, it's going to be hard, if not impossible, to not be affected in some way, shape, or form about it. So go in with this understanding. Okay, um, it, it's really important to be upfront about it because this is this is a no BS conversation. Like you need to be able to be there, or you're not. This is, there's no gray area here. This is, this is where we're living in absolute. So you either are or you're not. And if you're not, that's all right. Be respectful and honest and say, I can't right now, or I'm not able to hear that today, or I want to support you, but I'm not able to truly um, support you. Um, and uh, sorry, my dog just was a little weird. Anyways, um, so it's really important that you're upfront with your partner and uh, communicate those things, right? So like I said, the boundaries kind of go two and three, kind of go together. But it's really important to be open and honest with your partner about that on both sides. Now, so so this all includes kind of the, the process aspect, right? Because this is going to go into either how the conversation is going to go in terms of how it, how it's going to go, we've got kind of the boundaries there. So we know what each partner is willing to accept and not accept in the conversation and also needs from both, both parties, right? So we're not going to try and fix our partner. We're going to set boundaries, right? We're going to also talk about if we are available. So in those boundaries, it's going to come to the idea of either I emotionally, cognitively, physically available to, to hear this and, and or have this conversation. 
because it goes both ways with these things. Um, and then you're going to set up a time, which goes with boundaries, right? And you're going to set up a time to have these conversations. Most likely, you're probably not going to want to sit down at dinner with the kids at the table and have this conversation. Probably not, right? You know, um, because it's going to be something that you probably want to, your, your partner to listen to. You want to, you want to be heard. You want to be supported. And it can be difficult with kids at the table. So this is all part of the process, as I said. The content, obviously, we know some of at least the idea of what's going to be discussed. Now, after this is discussed, what's really important is and goes again for both partners, right? The idea of coping skills. What are some what are some self-care grounding skills that you have identified? And I mentioned this a lot, but this is going to go with everything in life. You got to be able to take care of yourself. I mean, let's not forget, we live in a crazy world right now. Um, and the reality is that I don't care if you're living in a pandemic or not, you still need healthy uh, self-care practices. Um, again, I'll go back to the idea that I've said time and time again. If you're not taking care of you, you cannot take care of anybody else, which includes your partner. Um, research that I conducted, you know, has shown and that, that I've read about right time and time again has shown that in single trauma couples, and we could really say this about dual trauma couples as well, but since I'm talking about single, I'll keep it under that umbrella. Okay, the idea is that both partners, whether you've experienced trauma or not, need to practice self-care because these things hit home. These things are not easy to hear. And again, how can you support your partner if you can't support yourself? It's not going to happen. So you got to get your head out of your butt. You got you to make that realization and then you got to take care of yourself. So think of two or three ways that you can practice self-care, right? What are some ways I can take care of me so then I can support my partner? Uh, and then once you're, you're able to do that, um, it's important, again, to allow for that time for both of you to take time for yourself. Now, this may look different. This could absolutely look different for every single couple that I see. But the bottom line is to have a plan of action, right? And, and then also remember how beautiful and wonderful that it is that you have a partner that you can be open and vulnerable with that still accepts and loves you. That's a beautiful thing, right? Because not all relationships can handle this. I'm going to tell you that right now. Not all relationships can handle this. So it's beautiful that you have somebody that you can do that with and that supports you and is there for you. So this, this is going to help strengthen that emotional bond that you already have um, with, with your partner. So remember that there, there are absolute benefits to being able to do this, but you have to have a groundwork uh, plan to, to get there, which we discussed, right? So this is all kind of the content, processing content, you know. Um, and, and once, you know, you, you get that self-care piece, which again can include counseling, right? And I think that it should include counseling, not just for the trauma survivor, and, and, but for the partner as well that's listening to this, um, whether that's individual and or couple is really up to, to you both. Because if the trauma survivor, and, and, I, and I say this because it could be he or she, um, as a trauma survivor, you may be in therapy already. If not, I highly suggest it, right? Um, having a safe, non-judgmental area to be in, to be with somebody who's been trained 
to assist people through situations, experiences like this. Um, and then as, a, as the partner who's hearing this, you know, again, it, it's not easy to hear these things. It's not easy for a trained professional to hear these things. So imagine not having that experience and going through this. Make sure you are incorporating counseling, you know, into your self-care plan, but still, again, have two to three other things that you're doing, uh, which can be a wide variety of things to help ground you um, and manage any emotions, thoughts that come up so you can be the best you and be supportive uh, for one another. So this is uh, just a little bit of, again, the process content and having these kinds of discussions. And the reason I even am hitting on this tonight uh, or in this episode is because recently I was approached by um, a couple about processing emotional abuses that somebody had experienced in a relationship. And I thought, you know what, that's a great topic to, to go off of. I mean, and again, I'm not just hitting on emotional, physical, you know, cognitive. In general, these processes are kind of the way to go, right? It's, it's not going to be like, a, oh, well, I've experienced emotional abuse, so my partner is going to take a completely different avenue in terms of being supportive and listening as if I, if I experience physical abuse. Like, regardless of the type, um, these are some important components of that process. So um, with that being said, this that's tonight's episode, this episode of the Marriage Doc Podcast. Um, I'd love to hear what people want to hear about um, on the podcast. If there's any ideas, topics, whatever, go ahead and uh, message me either on the Anchor app or you can email me at brian, B-R-I-A-N, at themarriagedoc.com. That's my email. And uh, shoot some uh, ideas if you have them. Um, Otherwise, I've got plenty of different ideas, but I always like to hear from folks that are listening. Um, any questions or comments can also be sent my way. Um, again, I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Uh, so there's a lot of different things. You can look up the marriage doc on any of those. On Instagram, I am the underscore marriage underscore doc. That's D-O-C. And uh, you can find me on there and um, TikTok. I'm not exactly sure <laughs> what my screen name is at the, uh, off the top of my head right now, but it's around the same thing. If you look for the marriage doc, um, I've done some different videos on there uh, and whatnot. It's always interesting. Um, I could probably do multiple episodes of a podcast on TikTok. That's uh, some interesting stuff on there. But either way, again, uh, easiest way is to message me at brian at themarriagedoc.com or again, Instagram. It's at the underscore marriage underscore DOC. So again, hope everybody has a wonderful evening. Stay safe. And uh, again, you have any ideas, you can go ahead and shoot them over to me. Otherwise, I will talk with everyone later. And uh, yeah, so I'm out. Take care.